Welcome, I'm Larry Olson, and what's on your mind? Once set, it delivers your life. To change the outcomes we want, we must change the plays we're running. Join us at Mindset Playbook with real people, real talk, for real insight. I had the opportunity to work with uh, Tori Colley in a teen seminar, and we're together today to kind of talk a little bit about how this has impacted her, how our thinking has so much to do with what kind of a life we're living right now and why the things that are going on in our life are going on. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to uh, give her the opportunity to just ask some questions and kind of bring all of you up to speed with, with her experience and um, any questions that she may have. Yeah. So, Victoria... Victoria, you prefer Tori, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you can just call me Tori. Tori, all right. Um, hey, everybody. As Larry said, my name's Tori. Um, I had the opportunity to take one of Larry Olson's teen courses um, about seven years ago, would you say? Yeah, it seems like. So Yeah, so it's been quite a while. I was in high school, but it made a really big impact in my life and something I carried with me you to, seem to, to be adulthood. Get a little bit on the... Uh, less than uh, extrovert at that time. Yes. You were I, uncomfortable, weren't you, in that group? <laughs> it was pretty uncomfortable. I, I remember you made me get up in front of the entire group and sing happy birthday. I, I kind of remember that you volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it was definitely a stretch for my personality back then. Ah, okay. um, but yeah, getting out of your comfort zone is something that I've always thought as important, as scary as it is, right? And growing up, Um, into adulthood, that's something you have to be doing a lot. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today. You bet. Um, If you're open to having me asking you some questions and seeing what happens. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, So, you know, I think because of your teachings and your course, like I've genuinely been able to develop a really strong vision for my life, which I know is something that you teach a lot, mm-hmm. right? Have a vision and live it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I genuinely think that I can create that for myself. I believe in myself. I've kind of, you know, set the steps to achieve it. But I still seem to run into a lot of doubt. Uh, and um, mm. that, I think, is holding me back from achieving specific goals. And I think it even sometimes holds me back from being my kind of true, authentic self and letting the inner Tory shine, if you will. Like, okay. let's say in an interview or, you know, even when you're meeting someone new, um, I still get filled with a lot of doubt. So I was wondering okay. how hey, you kind of move through that. Tori, do you mind explaining to me what doubt means to you when you use that word doubt to me would be um just i guess not believing in yourself in that moment okay or is there do you have a feeling that comes kind of associates with it yeah maybe like a little bit of being scared or um not feeling worthy oh okay in the moment okay but it's it's interesting because (laughs) Overall, I think I do believe in myself, but when it comes down to the moment where I have to perform, Uh, I think I'm filled with those kind of feelings and doubt. Okay. So how does that, why does that happen? Well, you, you talked about something really powerful that I think most of us deal with in this, this feeling of worthiness. Um, and 
more often than not, it just comes from the self-esteem element where what if they don't think I'm talented enough or I'm good enough or, uh, and any time we entertain something like that, as you've probably found out, mm-hmm. it creates a little discomfort. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you found that makes it difficult for that authentic, yeah, natural. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what what have you done in the past to take care of that for yourself? Um, Would you say so that so that before the event you're kind of preparing yourself? Oh, sure. To not feel and experience the doubt. Sure. Um, well, you know, I'm I'm just gonna keep using this interview kind of okay. example because I've been interviewing a lot for some jobs and ah, okay. that's when you know it really hits you okay. <laughs> <laughs> at least for me um, so mm-hmm. let's say before I go into an interview I just try to take some deep breaths tell myself that you know I can do this job I know I can and I'm a likable person you know just some some self-talk okay but sometimes you know just goes one in in one ear and out the other even when it's in my head so, so the first question they ask you you've yeah it I just begins. I'm completely nervous rack again and okay. you know sometimes I lose my words and gotcha whew, it's an it's <laughs> embarrassing time uh, you know it's kind of it's kind of like this um most people aren't aware of the power of their words they know that they're conversations they have can create a lot of emotion, very positive or negative. And mm-hmm. in your case, we're talking about emotion that can kind of keep you from being the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and an example that I, that I give to help people recognize that they're creating their own discomfort, mm. which is not necessarily what you said. Let me see if I can get really uncomfortable for this interview. Yeah. That yeah. was not what you were doing, were you? No. But when you described it to me, you were talking about how I'm going to be like this and I'm going to be like that, which implies you're not going to be like something else. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you're reminding yourself of what you don't want. Okay. I don't want to be anxious. I don't want to... What if I forget my words? What if... Right, right. And I'm kind of triggering that in my brain for that to actually happen. Yes. And, And people think that if I... Talk about what I don't want, then I'll make sure that I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But that's like trying to do this, Tori. Try not to um, think about what I'm about to share. Okay, whatever you do, mm-hmm. don't think about a black dog with white ears in a red doghouse. <laughs> right, right. How'd you do? I mean, it immediately came to my head. You can't help it, can you? Because <laughs> yeah. words trigger pictures and then <clears throat> they bring about emotion. Right. So what I want you to think about is what kind of an outcome are you looking for when you go into an interview? Yeah. Would you want me to answer? Yeah, if you don't mind. Well, of course, you know, I'd love the interviewer to just say, you know what? We loved your personality and we think your skill set is great. Please take this job. Okay. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. And... Wouldn't it be nice if that's all it took and everything would be hunky-dory? Right, yeah, it would be, be nice. Because have you noticed that this can apply to going out to dinner with somebody, to hanging out with friends, to yeah. meeting new people? 
it's not necessarily just an interview. No, definitely. It, it comes into play in every area of my life, you know, whether it's a first date or you want to just have fun with a friend and when you're in a weird mindset, you know, yeah. Yeah. You apply to anything. So um, let me let me ask you to think about this for a minute. Because sometimes rather than thinking we have to work harder at something that hasn't been working for us. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you'd say, ask yourself, well, how well is this not wanting to feel this way affecting my ability to be relaxed and confident when I'm in right. an interview? Mm-hmm. And would you say it's working or not? No. No, it's not working. <laughs> so the thing is, if we don't have another play, if you will, we keep playing the play that we know. Yeah, yeah. Hoping that, and this is where wishes come into play. Mm-hmm. hoping that this is the one, this is, this is where it'll really yeah, happen. I'll really yeah. be relaxed and they'll find out how amazing I am. Let me ask you this. Let's go back to the outcome that you wanted, mm-hmm. which remind me again, it had something to do with they were so excited about you and your naturalness and yeah. you know, they offered you the job. Yeah, they'd say they loved my personality. They, I had all the skills for the job and they're just offer it to me right on the spot. Okay, all right. <laughs> so let's say they did that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you talk for two minutes and they go, I've heard enough. Yeah. You are amazing. You are just perfect for this job. What would your first question be now that you're about to enter into a brand new job? What would your question be for them? That's a tough one. First... I mean, what, what would you want to know about this new job? Well, I would probably have done some research on what the position is, right? right and the company that. culture. Yeah. But I, I guess I would want to know what their favorite part of working there is. I'd want to know what brings them joy about the job. Okay. And why would you want to know that? Well, again, I think, you know, you want to do, be doing something that makes you happy. You want to be doing something that brings you joy every day. Okay. And getting the inside scoop from someone who works there. You bet. Which can be different from what they've written up and put out on the, yeah, yeah, definitely. the internet, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're getting it from them. Why would that be important to you to find out what they like about the job? Just to make sure it's a good fit for me, too. Ah, yeah. okay. So think about the difference with an interviewer now talking mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. First, what do you think you talk about Wanting to make sure they realized how amazing you were. What would I talk about? First? About yourself. Yeah. That would give have them know how amazing you were and how talented you were and all that. What would you need to talk about? Probably my personality because I think it's pretty great. Yes. <laughs> but anytime you have to do that, what ends up happening to you? Yeah, I get nervous. <laughs> Words don't come out right. And I don't, I don't really portray who I really am. Okay. Okay. And that's what most of us have been taught is be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people practice in advance and, and then they come in and they do what they've practiced. And the thing right. you have to be careful with that is, is you don't sound like you're reading a script. Right. Like I say, I'm a good communicator. I can talk to anyone, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, we've heard it all before. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but the interesting thing is this thing called that we talk about called vision mm-hmm. is it's so much different than a goal. Because the difference is this. A goal is to get a job. Right, right. A vision is, is why do you want one to begin with? Hmm. What do you hope to, where do you hope to be as a result of it? 
What kind of relationships are you looking for within the job? Mm -hmm. And as you're starting to imagine that, you now have what in your mind? A vision. A vision, right? A complete vision. A complete vision. Now there's some goals, aren't there, that you need to do? Yeah, some steps. Yeah, you've got to make Mm -hmm. the phone call. You've got to practice for the interview. Yeah. That type of thing. But most people do it backward, Tori. Most people spend all their time preparing so they can get the vision. Mm-hmm. And how are, they, how are they behaving in the meantime? They don't have one. They don't have a vision. No, they just know what they want. They know all the steps necessary to get it. In other words, they've spent all their time on the how... Mm -hmm. Rather than spending time on the vision. And this is only because of our upbringing. You couldn't get into the second grade until you first passed what? The first grade. So we realize all these steps along the way to get to what we want. Okay, so you're saying they're focusing on the steps other than the bigger picture. Absolutely. And if you focus on the bigger picture, the steps come naturally? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because your first, what would your, when you, if you're meeting this person and they're starting to ask you questions about yourself, which then makes you kind of uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? How could you flip that now that you already know you have the job? Yeah, I mean, I'd be much more comfortable and yeah, I, and I'd be more focused on figuring out if it was a good fit for me instead of am I a good fit for them? Amen. And I guess in that mindset, if you're trying to figure out are you good enough for them, that language is already self-doubting you bet and who and who have you made responsible now to tell you whether you're worthy or not right right the the other person the other person and that's never good either and that's why we go into this doubt because we're not being worthy for ourselves hmm. so what we do is we think others are going to be able to validate that for us right, right. the grade we get back in school for instance mm-hmm you know, this this diploma, you know, the big ceremonies we have that say, now you are one. Mm-hmm. Well, what if somebody didn't study very hard? What does the diploma mean? Right. You know, what if people still don't feel like they gave their best? How good are we at accepting compliments? Right, yeah. Okay, so what does that tell us? Even though we get a compliment, if we don't feel worthy, we can't accept it. Yeah, well, that's another huge deal for, I think, most of humans. It's hard to accept a compliment when, you know. Well, that could be our next podcast. <laughs> sure, yeah, right? that's, a, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> so um, let me ask you this. What, what have you taken away f- from what we've just discussed? And let's do specifically regarding uh, an interview. Sure. Yeah, I think what I've taken away is instead of focusing on, am I good enough? Um, You know, like, will I get this job? Um, I don't want to be anxious. That kind of, those kind of questions and self-talk to rather focus on, um, is this fit? I mean, is this job the right fit for me? And, you know, knowing that you're cool and confident and focusing on, what you want as a bigger picture than like, okay, I've got to nail this question and this question and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you don't go in unprepared. Right, of course, yeah. But the other thing too is, according to the Gallup polls, 
the latest research they've done after interviewing 1,500,000 people throughout the world, that over 80% of them do not like what they're doing. Yeah. Now, do you think that necessarily is the job they have to do or the people they're doing the job with? Could be both. Yeah, it could be kind of both, isn't it? Yeah. And so you're finding all that out before you accept the position. Right. But they probably have those jobs that they don't like because they think that that's a step they have to take and they didn't have like the vision exactly. of the bigger picture of the life they wanted, right? Yeah. You know, if you're digging ditches, for example, and hating it because all you're doing is digging ditches, mm-hmm. well, that's a lot different than digging a ditch because you know you're going to lay a foundation to have the house built that you want. Right. One enjoys digging the ditch. The other, it's just about digging the ditch. Yeah. That's a difference in a goal and a vision. Mm-hmm. If you already have the job before you get there, then your time is spent on finding out about them. Right. And how many people go in an interview doing that? Yeah. And that makes for a more authentic conversation. Okay. okay. You stand out more than their mind in their I'm, mind because you're asking. You're you're doing good on that. That's great. Now we just have to color them in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's really great. It's such a simple twist of perspective there to really just take away all that self-doubt. Hopefully that'll give me the job in the next interview. Well, I hope so. (laughs) You know, and that's the name of the company that I represent is Apernio, which is uh, Aperture is how the image gets in, in the camera aperture. Uh And then Neo in Latin for new. So it's all about getting a new perspective. Wow, I love that. Looking at the same differently. Right. Which is a simple twist. Simple little twist. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, I personally was missing is um, I didn't know it could be so simple. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was thinking I've got to be more prepared. Maybe I'm just not qualified to do this job. But like even just talking about this and envisioning that simple twist I really feel like I can nail it. Well, fantastic. Yeah, I do. Fantastic. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. And as you can as you get involved in this now and things don't quite go the way you want them to go, be careful not to say, "Well, that didn't work." Mhm. Okay. Instead of you might say, "What have I learned from this?" Yeah. And then, then right in the interview, you can. Yeah, definitely looking at something that might necessarily be a positive, but still being able to take away a lesson from it. You bet. Yeah. And if you get some kind of vibe that it's not going well, yeah. ask about the vibe. The vibe? Ask them. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of getting a feeling that you've kind of lost a little interest right now. Well, that seems, that seems pretty ballsy there. Well... So you leave without the job. Now what are you going to find out? Or you're going to make up in your own mind why they acted like that. Right, right. Instead of finding out. They may have gotten a text from a sick oh, child at home. True. They might have had some indigestion from some breakfast that didn't go well. You don't know. But if you're still coming from doubt. Yeah, you're going to think it's you. That's going to lead to more self-doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. And then your worst fear becomes your reality and you leave without a job. Right, right. 
Well, yeah, I like I like flipping it on them too. So it's an interesting point, All interesting right. perspective there. Well, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a it's been a joy talking with you. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to the opportunity to hear how it goes and yeah. recognize you're not alone in this. Oh yeah, like I've heard this problem from so many people my age, and I know even you know older people and. In all situations of life. So I think this information is invaluable and I hope, you know, more people get to hear this message and I'm just so honored to have known you and get to speak to you again. Well, that makes me feel good to hear you say that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And those of you that want a little more information can go to apernio.com and uh, we'll be glad to answer any more questions that anyone may have. Uh, We're going to be doing more of these and so thank you again, audience. Uh, thank you, Tori. Yeah, thank and, you. And um, those were great questions. I, I learned <laughs> a lot myself by, oh, good, good. by even having this conversation. So Yeah, and Larry's programs are highly recommended, if you ask me, and thousands <laughs> of people around the world, to be honest. So Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Larry. All right, everybody. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. In our next episode, Dave Acock, real estate broker, experienced executive general manager, and former Marine, exemplifies enthusiasm and passion for life. Join us as Dave discusses how he moved from an extremely successful career to pursue his dream. He shares the plays necessary to face discomfort and transition from what you no longer want to experience to the joy and prosperity in what you do.